frustration boils over. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one on one, and we can do that on subtext. Just to check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed. Guaranteed, when you place a $5 bet, visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about how frustration boils over when it comes to the Capitals. How is it that these are must-win games? And the Capitals have not won any of them. We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about the reaction to the Capitals avalanche game. And then to close out the show, we will have your comments. What are your thoughts on the Capitals as of late? But just to get it going here, talking about frustration that boils over with this team. And it's one of the things that's evident uh, as I watch these games. I think, well, this is going to change. You know, I watched the Minnesota Wild game. And I thought to myself, well, if there is a game that they're going to win on this stretch, it is going to be against the Wild. Guess what? Get blown out of the water. They lose to the Minnesota Wild. I'm like, well, they're taking on the Avalanche. They've got to find a way to take down the Avalanche. I know they're a really good team, but they're going to be able to find a way to beat the Avalanche. And wouldn't you know, they find yet another way to lose a hockey game. And the frustrating thing for me about all of this is that there's no real switch that's going to get flipped at any point. All things considered, this team right now is about as healthy as it's going to possibly get. The only players of note that are out of the lineup are Nick Backstrom, who stepped away from hockey indefinitely, and Sonny Milano. And I think that ultimately, even if both of those players came back, I don't think it is going to fix what ails this Capitals team. And, you know, we talk about this as an important stretch and we've got to do this and we got to do that. It's all lip service at this point. I heard from the players. I heard from Spencer Carberry. I heard from the fans. They need to get more five-on-five scoring. They need to do better on the power play. They need to do better on the PK. None of those things have happened here recently. In these stretch of games, this chunk of games that Spencer Carberry said are going to determine where this team is in the spring Well, I guess we are seeing where they're going to be in the spring as this team is struggling. And, you know, the thing of it is, is it's they're playing these tough teams, Dan. That's why they're not winning. You're going to have to beat the best teams if you're going to make it to the playoffs. Because guess who's in the playoffs? The best teams. You're not going to be playing subpar teams in the playoffs. So frustration 
And it's all right to be Capitals fans and frustrated. Um, and that's where I'm at right now. The frustrated point of the season. This is crunch time. And this road trip was supposed to be a test for the Capitals. And how has it gone so far? Three games into this four-game road trip and their urgency to win is not evident. Where is that killer instinct? Certain things are coming into focus, and I'll talk about this a little bit later in the show. Is this team's age and how slow they are? If you want to take a look at the Avalanche game, they were doing circles around the Capitals. Uh, these games before the All-Star All break were going to prove if this team has what it takes to make a push for the playoffs and they have nothing, zero, to show for it. So what's the next game coming up? The Dallas Stars. Are they going to win that game? I have no evidence to support that that is going to be the case. I would love for that to be the case, but what evidence do I have to support it? The difficult part, the Caps are three points out of a wild card spot and slipping. You know, once it's out of their grasp, they're going to reach for it and too late, you squandered too many opportunities. And, you know, another unfortunate thing is squandering yet another year of the Alex Ovechkin era. But Alex Ovechkin is doing nothing to help out his own case um, as he is not getting any goals. You know, and a couple of the goals that he did get this year were empty netters, uh, eight goals on the season. I don't think that anyone had predicted that. I don't see this team turning around anytime soon. Capitals have given up at least three goals in each of this, of this stretch and have been outscored 14 to 5. It's not a little bit of a problem. This is a glaring deficiency on this team. And there's no easy way out. There's, you know, if you took a look at last year, you, you know, people were saying, well, the Capitals aren't doing good because Tom Wilson and Nick Baxter aren't in. And then later in the season, it's because John Carlson. There are no excuses right now. This team, by and large, is as healthy as it's going to get, and they have nothing to show for it. And their excuses, they don't exist anymore. Last year, it's like, well, the team sucks because Peter Laviolette's not here. Guess what? They mutually parted ways and they got their new shiny toy in Spencer Carberry. And guess what? He has, of all the coaches uh, that Alex Ovechkin has had, Spencer Carberry has got the least amount offensively out of Alex Ovechkin. So uh, things are not going in a great direction right now. And I think you know, unless I'm totally surprised and this team has another switch inside that they can turn on, I do not see them making it to the playoffs. And I hate to come to you guys and talk about that. But these games that were must-win games, in their words, not mine, even though I thought it, their words, must-win games, they have not won one of the, the games on the stretch thus far. My belief, my hope is that something big is going to happen to jumpstart this team. A big trade. Something to give fans, something to hold on to as to hope things will get better. You know, the stalwarts of this team, your Alex Ovechkin, the big names, you know, that Alex is going to save the day. He's going to score a bunch of goals and save this team. Hasn't been the case. This team has also had an absence of physicality, which I also think at least in part, is what's going on there. There's, you know, you know, getting hits here and there, but this team used to be feared around the NHL for their physicality. Wilson and Ovechkin were bulls in the China shop. That is not the case right now. Tom Wilson, it's frustrating, he said in Colorado. It's one of those times where everyone's got to come together and dig deep. There's going to be tough points throughout the season where your character has to come through and get you out of it. Touche. 
Tom Wilson, when are we going to see that? Uh, he has not shown up on the score sheet. Dylan Strom has been the offensive and Anthony Mantha have been the offensive firepower uh, for this team in this recent stretch here. You could also include TJ Oshie in that mix. The Caps hope and we pray they can pick up much-needed points against Dallas on Saturday. That's our hope. You know, that is our hope that that is going to be the case. Uh, but, you know, this you know trip that was supposed to be, you know, in a lot of ways, a, a good opportunity for this Caps team to pick up some points has struggled. But guess what? After the All-Star break, it's not going to get any easier. It's going to be Boston. It's going to be a Vancouver Canucks team that is very, very good this year. How do they turn it around? And, and don't get me wrong. I don't want this to be a podcast that's about negativity all the time. But I want to be a straight shooter with you guys. I don't want to... To hide my feelings as at the end of the day when I do this show, I'm a Capitals fan, that I'm frustrated and you're frustrated and that's okay. I think to a certain extent, a lot of people are kind of in a state of denial. Well, I hear all the time on Twitter uh, that they're going to turn it around. It's just going to happen. It's going to be right around the corner. What's going to happen around the corner? This team is as it is. There's no one coming back to save the day. Do you think that when Sonny Milano comes back, he's going to be riding in on a horse and scoring a bunch of goals? You know, not impossible, but improbable. This team has all sorts of deficiencies. Uh, I've rattled them all off in this episode. How do they change it? Uh, this new head coach that was supposed to fix everything. You know, when we talked about how bad Blaine Forsyth was, have they fared any better this year? Are they going to get a better result this year than they did under Peter Laviolette? And as much as you want to disparage Peter Laviolette, his New York Rangers sit atop of the Metropolitan Division. Let that sink in as uh, food for thought. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about the Capitals and the Avalanche. What went wrong? Ultimately, better said, what went right? I'll discuss next. Regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now... New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. And let me tell you something, guys. My football team that I like is not in it right now, but I still have skin in the game with FanDuel. I open up the app, I put a little bit of money on it, and all of a sudden I'm super vested in the game. You can be too. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. So the Capitals avalanche game was a late one. It was one of the late ones you had to stay up and watch. And you, you stayed up and you were, had hopes that the Capitals were going to flip it around 
and win a big game, but alas, that was not meant to be. The Capitals started the game against the Avs as men on a mission to win a hockey game against a truly great Colorado Avalanche team, and even at points of the game, outplayed them to start the game. But like a lot of games this season for the Capitals, that when the wheels started to wobble, well, that wheel fell off. And then the Avs did what truly great hockey teams do. They adapt, they change, and to state it bluntly, they find a way to win games. Again, you know, to reiterate what I talked about off the first segment is there are certain things really coming into focus for this year's Capitals team. This 2018 Rock the Red era is a slow machine right now. They are lacking speed. There are a couple players on this team that pop out that have some pretty good wheels. Anthony Mantha comes to mind. But there are a lot of players on this team that, just to be totally blunt with you, are just totally got outplayed by the Avalanche that are much faster and more skilled. And much like the game against the Wild one, the wheel starts to wobble. Like I said, it fell off. It was a 4 to nothing lead by the Avs, and then to pour salt in the wound, they scored two more times to hand the Caps another loss at a crucial juncture of the season by a score of 6-2. to two. And I know that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it was a close game uh, or what the case is. It's either a W or an L, but this team got destroyed uh, by a score of 6-2. to two. Dylan Strom was the holdout in offense. Otherwise, it was a tough game to watch. It was a game all about blown coverages and assignments as McKinnon scored back-to-back power play goals from guess where? Alex Ovechkin's office. You got to think to a certain extent, Alex is sitting back on that's how you do that. And again, I don't want to disparage the great eight as what he's done for this team. But again, frustration abounds in this podcast. That is not a recipe for winning hockey games and something the Caps need to fix. I say that a lot and the players and coaches say it a lot. But at this point, it's just lip service is that the team and, you know, Spencer Carberry systems so broke that they don't hold up in real NHL action. You know, I know that sometimes you can sketch plays out on your whiteboard or on the computer or whatever, and in practice, you're like, guys, this looks like a plan for success. And then you bring that plan to the ice and facepalm. Well, that didn't go according to script. Uh, Things need to get worked on. And I know that Spencer Carberry has done what he can do. He has, you know, mixed up the D pairings. He's scrambled the forward lines, but no consistency, no cohesiveness, no continuity is to be found on the Capitals this season. I have not seen this team this disjointed in quite some time. And every other year I can think of, there's always an excuse. There's an excuse that we're injured, we're this, we're that. This team, like I said, is healthy. There is little to no excuses for why they are struggling. Uh, Sorry if I sound frustrated as a fan. And if I do, it's because I am. And that is okay. Charlie Lurgan, who has been a bright spot between the pipes this year, was hung out to dry by the Capitals' defense. You know, I hope that the Capitals don't think that, you know, uh, Charlie Lurgan can do it all. You know, what is he going to, you know, start taking on the puck down ice? No, he has got to take care of what's his between the pipes. And the defense should stand up. And some of the stalwarts, some of the tough guys, John Carlson I saw got exposed. Rasmus Sandin I saw got exposed. Um, it was a tough game to watch. And what we hope that there is a switch somewhere internally. You know, this is one of the, a prime opportunity, if they haven't had one already, 
to have one of those meetings that they had last year where it's an all players meeting, slam the doors. No one's involved in this except for the players, us amongst men. We're going to figure this out. An accountability meeting. Everyone sit down and pay attention. The leaders of the team are talking and we're going to have a come to Jesus moment about how we are going to fix this team. And, uh, you know, the guys that do it the best, the guys that strap on the skates and the pads and the jerseys that proudly say capitals across the front of it, those men, the same men in a large part that won the Stanley Cup in 2018 are going to have to figure it out. Spencer Carberry has done what he can do. His assistants have done what they can do. It is up to them behind closed doors to figure it out. Only they hold the keys to what will fix this team. You know, you could say that they could make a big addition to this team, but ultimately I don't think it's one move away. I think that it's about two or three moves away. You'd need at least a couple more forwards and at least one defender to help fix what ails this team. McKinnon completed the natural hat trick about halfway through the second period on a breakaway with Rantanen. Sandine was simply outworked. He looked foolish in the moment. And, you know, that's the tough thing is these guys, and I understand they're, they're humans. They're not robots. I get that, but outworked. Just a true assessment of what I saw on the ice. There was no pushback from the Caps, and they receded into their shells like a turtle. Where's the pushback from the Capitals that we saw glimpses of earlier in the season? Where they were down, but they found a way to battle back in. Because guess what, Capitals fans? If the Capitals want to make it to the playoffs, they're going to have to beat the likes of the Colorado Avalanche. They're going to have to beat the Canucks, the Minnesota Wild, the Boston Bruins. They're going to have to do it if they have any hopes. Do they have what it takes? Where's their evidence of that? Another thing that's coming into focus is the Caps' age, like I talked about. The Avalanche were skating circles around the Caps, but there's more. Caps gave up two power play goals to give credit where credit's due. Gorgiev was sharp and had an answer in net. Uh, the New York Rangers, uh, a few years ago, uh, a couple of years ago, made a decision on who they wanted to have in net. They chose to go with Shesterkin and sent Gorgiev out to the Mile High City, and he has done rather well, all things considered. The only offensive power in the game was a goal by the leader, Caps Dylan Strom, his 18th goal of the season. Uh, if you had Dylan Strom as leading the Capitals in goals, I want to see your receipts. I don't believe it. Uh, and if you did, you should start wagering more on online betting, maybe with FanDuel. But it's a common theme that was the case in Minnesota too. Too little, too late. The Capitals poured it on in the third period, much like they did in Minnesota, but it was too late. The Avalanche had the answer, and that late heroics move was not enough. Uh, and you take a look at it, Strom has been amazing, but he cannot do it all. Um, so a tough thing for the Capitals as we go forward here, as we search for answers, how do they turn it around? Or is this going to be another year where we're talking about next year already? You know, are the Capitals going to be sellers at the deadline once again? Um, if that's the case, then so be it. You know, I, uh, let's build for the future. If this group right here, right now, does not have what it's take, then so be it. I can't change what is, and I don't ultimately think that Brian McClellan has three big acquisitions up his sleeve to help save the day. I just don't. I don't think one uh, forward that's a scoring forward is going to be able to take care of all the deficiencies to make up for Alex Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, etc. 
that are not chipping in this year. So it's not going to be just one forward that's going to come in and swoop in and save the day. Dylan Strom has tried to do that, but he can't do it alone. The, you know, they need more consistent scoring up and down the lineup. Uh, I don't want to push the panic button on the season yet, but you better find out where it is just in case you need to use it. All right, so coming up here after the break, I will talk about your comments. You just heard about my thoughts on the comments, but you sounded off on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it nowadays. And we'll talk about what your thoughts are on the Capitals, what you thought went wrong, and I'll discuss it coming up. By the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for candidates isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Listen, it's a busy world. You don't have time to, to wade through paper applications. You need Indeed. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. That's what it's all about. It's a busy world. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Once again, Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply you need to hire, you need Indeed. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, I just sounded off here for about 20 minutes about what I thought was wrong with the Capitals. Again, feel free to enter in your comments on subtext, on Twitter, X, or YouTube. You know the big social media hubs and let me know what your thoughts are on the Capitals. I always love to hear input from the listeners and or viewers of this podcast. Ultra negative Caps fan said, if you look at the additions that the GMBM didn't make the team better, he added age and no speed. Patches has been better than expected, but Edmondson has been slow and rough at times. Going over on this trip should make it clear it's time to elim eliminate some salary and age. Touche. Agreed 100% ultra-negative Caps fan. Uh, the question is, is who? What player is that? Uh, TJ Oshie, I think, still holds quality. And at this point, yes, I would be willing to deal him if it meant for the better good. Anthony Mantha could be moved. Um, Nick Backstrom is on the LTIR, so nothing doing there. John Carlson, again, I would be willing to listen to offers if it meant an upgrade. That's where I'm at right now. You know, these names that we like just because of the warm fuzzies that they give us are not giving us wins in the win column. So, yes, I'd be willing to listen to offers. Um, so you're talking about age. Um, you know, those are some of the older players on this team. Uh, John Carlson comes to mind. Like I said, Nick Backstrom, Alex Ovechkin, I don't see him going anywhere. But I understand where your head's at at. They made acquisitions and Max Patch ready. Well, let's be honest, in a league of what have you done for me lately has been better than expected, like you said. Uh, six different times in his career, he scored 30 goals, but he is not the fleetest of foot out there. Uh, and then you talk about Joel Edmondson, who does have a snarl of physicality. I like all of those about his game, but not enough. They need more young talent. We've seen glimpses. We've seen uh, Connor McMichael with glimpses of greatness. 
Uh, we've seen Hendricks Lop here, who's been reassigned. But, you know, uh, and, you know, if you want to take a look at Beck Malenstein, there are young talent on this team. And I think some young talent in years to come, you know, Evgeny Kuznetsov could also be put in that. But I don't think there's going to be a situation that Evgeny Kuznetsov gets out of D.C. easily. I think it's going to be a lot like the Craig Smith deal last year, where we remember Hathaway Orloff went out to Boston. In return, the Capitals got some draft picks, and they said, you got to take Craig Smith if you want this deal. So we're like, all right, we'll take Craig Smith, and that's what happened. Same thing's going to go here. There's going to be a deal that's going to take place this summer, and you know we're going to have to tell the team, this is what's going to happen, but you're going to have to take Kuznetsov with you. That is the only way that I see the Capitals getting from underneath Kuznetsov, as I honestly don't see them buying him out. Eric Valet said, excuse me if I'm saying your name wrong, Oshie's salary must go. What a run, though. Kuzi will get moved, but we will likely retain some salary. That's always an option. He's poison. Why hasn't Spencer called up Frank? And Snively, they desperately need firepower. Well, you know, not to sound like a smart uh, Alec here, but of course that would be Brian McClellan. But I'm sure that Spencer Carberry could put in a word with Brian McClellan saying, hey, let's give that a go. Uh, but I agree. And I've talked about that as much in this show that I think that uh, Dubé uh, deserves an opportunity. I think that Frank, Snively, Scarbosa, these are all guys that potentially, ostensibly could help this team. Is that going to translate? We know that they are absolutely slaying it down in Hershey. Will they be able to do it? My fear is they will try it, but it'll be much too late once the Capitals are out of it and we won't get uh, an accurate idea of ultimately what they had. Cap Avalanche. Capalanche, excuse me, on Twitter. I've been questioning GMBM's employment for the past few seasons. He's put the team in a situation where he can't make the deal because he has so few pieces that other teams are willing to take due to talent, salary contract length, salary com combined, and contract length term. Yes, I agree. It is a difficult position, but oftentimes when you get these players of great talent, they have, you know, the, the ability to say, I want a new no movement clause in my contract and I want, a, a, you know, a contract with term and I want a lot of money. And, you know, if you're a guy that can't back that up, say you're a player that doesn't have that talent, then you're not going to have that leverage. But if you are, say, an Alex Ovechkin, say you are a TJ Oshie, something like that, you have a good agent and your track record speaks for itself that you can tell your agent that, hey, in my contract, I want to have it that there's a no movement clause. I want to sign a long-term deal if that's what my heart desires and one that's going to pay me a lot of money. And ultimately, Brian McClellan has been at the whim, I would imagine, of some of those uh, agents for those potential teams as he has thought that those players were that valuable to this team. And, you know, I think that the Capitals got value out of these players in their younger day. It's just like, they're worn out. It's like a worn set of car tires. And, and not always the case. TJ Oshie has been a pleasant surprise since his return from injury. Uh, but ultimately, they're going to need more. They need younger players uh, that's evident. And it can't just be young. There needs to be skill there as well. As you take a look at Buffalo, for example, they are not living up to potential. But the Avalanche, in particular, a decent amount of youth on that team uh, and skill. You know, and that's lethal in the NHL. Speed and skill, that's what it's all about now. It's not so much about fighting. It's not so much about physicality in the young man's NHL game. It's about speed and it's about skill. And uh, that is what is winning the day for a lot of those young teams around the NHL. The Capitals will get there in time, 
But my fear is it's probably going to be a couple of years uh, before they get to this point. All right, listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering all the Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side and watch this on YouTube. You are ultimately what makes this show successful. And listen, if you have your comments for the show, I would love to hear from you. Follow the link in the show description about subtext and how you can message me directly. You can text me directly to my phone. How great is that? I'll text you back. Or you can tweet me or, you know, a direct message me on X. You guys know what I'm talking about when I'm referring to Twitter. Also, YouTube as well. Those are your normal social media hubs and where you can find me uh, and leave your questions or comments. Listen, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.